Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 11, Episode 6. Look, Ma, no hands. The book, Jedi Search, by Kevin J. Anderson. The year was a balmy and anxious 1994, a year of promise and regret. Chapters 16 through 18, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go already! everybody, welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast, hosted as always by me, your good friend Jeff, and joining me is your less good friend John. He's a little iffy on you generally. Oh yeah. I'm, you know, I'm more of an acquaintance than I am a friend. More like yeah, a you're friend like a well-wisher, of a yeah. <laughs> well yeah, you're a friend of mine, and I'm a friend of theirs. That's That's how they know you. Exactly. Like I show mm-hmm. up and you know who I am and it's not like, oh, I hate that guy, but you know, you wouldn't want there to be a point in the party where it's just you and me. Yeah. And honestly, people get really mad at you because at the party, you're always hanging out like right behind me. And the only thing anyone ever hears you say is you go, you saying, can we leave? <laughs> like to me really quietly. Uh, that would only be if we were dating. Oh, well, you know, it's time for us to let the audience know the truth. We aren't dating. <laughs> we aren't dating. That's the truth. I'm so, I'm so sorry to to break your illusions. <laughs> We're just good friends, and John is usually more active at parties than I am. <laughs> so, uh, how are you? Oh, you know me. Lazy. I, I do, so you're doing terribly? Yeah, pretty much. No, uh, <laughs> I got... A decent night of sleep, which Mm -hmm. is the best thing that you can get in this world. Yeah, for sure. I really, I'm I'm grumpy that I did not. I know. You've been, uh, you've been having the bad sleeps. Well, yeah, yesterday I just woke up at four for no fucking reason and that was that. And then late, late last night around three in the morning, I woke up thinking I had to throw up and I was like, oh no, I'm actually sick, aren't I? Went to the bathroom waited and eventually coughed up a tiny piece of carrot which i think has just been sitting in my throat causing all kinds of problems and i was like well fuck that's it that's all it was that's the sound and fury yeah just some fucking throat carrot fuck you carrot and then i went back to bed but it was too late it was too late i was too angry to sleep Mm -hmm. too angry at carrots instead i went out into the yard and pulled up all the carrots i'm growing and threw them into the neighbor's yard yeah that'll teach Mm -hmm. them Mm-hmm. That'll learn carrots to be. How dare you? I know. Come back when you're a better vegetable, which actually I really like carrots. So, well, yeah, I'm at that point I'd be this. like, well, I guess come back when you're, I mean, for me, broccoli. <laughs> oh, or for me, probably a red bell pepper. That's a damn good vegetable. Uh, man, I'm so meh about bell peppers. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I also like every other kind of pepper. I know you pretty much don't. Well, I mean, of the bell peppers, of the various of the, you know, non-spiced out peppers, it's Mm -hmm. just sort of, like, I don't hate them, but I just don't care. I find them a perfect vehicle for, like, sauce delivery, and that's pretty much what I use them for. I'll buy a big bag of bell peppers, chop them up, and just dip them in things, usually like soy dressing. Uh, See, if I'm dipping vegetables, it's going to be carrots or broccoli or cauliflower. Fair enough. All right. I'm sure this is a very exciting topic for all of our listeners at home. Well, you know, in Star Wars, something, something, space carrots. Something, something, space carrots. They recently declared war. (laughs) And the space carrots have declared war. (laughs) That's a good book for Kevin J. Anderson. Yeah. I mean, you know, because at least fewer people would probably read that one. So that's good. Well, yeah, especially if you called it War of the Space Carrots. Oh, actually, actually wait. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? <laughs> that's the thing. The second you put out a Star Wars book called War of the Space Carrots, everyone's like, oh, well, what the fuck is this? I gotta see. I, I gotta know. I gotta find out if Chewbacca dies in this one, too. <laughs> All right, so chapter 16 begins with, uh, well, Luke and Lando have taken off for the planet Kessel, or planetoid, I guess. But uh, that leaves Leia, for some reason, babysitting Luke's new Jedi buddies. Yeah, but we're also a chapter behind that. (laughs) Oh, we are? Oh, man. I have read entirely the wrong things. 
Oh, no. What do we do? Did you read 16 through 18 instead of 15 through 17? Uh, I have to be honest with you here, John. Yes. Ah, wonderful. Well, I tell you what, I'll go ahead and tell you what happens in 15. (laughs) And then (laughs) we... Luckily, my notes are done by chapter, so I could just not talk about chapter 18 and not get confused. Yeah, it's great. I have fucked up. You know what the problem is? I read chapter 15 last week without remembering, and then was like, oh shit, I kept reading. My bad. And then I just didn't talk about it, and that's where my book ended at the time. <laughs> and so your little bookmark is already one chapter ahead, and you're just like, well, this is where I'm reading from. I'm, well, we're trying a whole new experiment today where you tell me about a chapter, and I just sit here and go, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you did read it. Yeah, yeah. Like, two weeks ago, I did read it, so I will probably be prepared to discuss it again. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll probably spark something in your head. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, hey, I know who Han is. He's <laughs> oh, a Star a War. <laughs> wait a minute, space? I know where that is. <laughs> That's up, right? That's up from here? <laughs> yeah, uh... and then... I think Chewbacca's some kind of a Star War. That sounds that sounds correct. Yeah, Chewbacca's like some kind of a dog with a crossbow. Uh-huh, he's some kind of crossbow dog. Or, I don't know, Big Bear. That's right. He's just a bear. All right, well, then you tell me all about Chapter 15, and I will say, uh-huh. <laughs> so, Chapter 15 opens where last we left Han uh-huh. and Chewie and Kip. Mm. Uh-huh. They had just gotten out of the mines and escaped from the nasty spider murderer thing. Oh and yeah, this is this is the one at the on the space like the uh, the landing platform. Okay. Yeah. So they, I mean, it starts out letting you know that they have already succeeded as the first line, and then goes back and tells you about all the things they failed before they succeeded at getting mm-hmm. one of these shuttles. Yeah. Apparently, all the shuttles sitting here on Kessel are garbage. Yeah, they they go to the first one, and they attempt to hotwire it, but I guess the uh, security systems are too much for Han Solo, and it just fucking shuts down on him. Yeah, so the first shuttle was too hard. (laughs) Yes, and then the second shuttle was too flaccid. tries to get in and he's like hey this thing's got no rigidity i can't get in here oh man this is like trying to fly a bouncy castle what the fuck is this (laughs) inappropriate and then kip's like hey i think i found one that's just right (laughs) uh so yeah they try and do that all of the security plates lock down and they're like all right well fuck it let's go try a different one Mm -hmm. but they uh for some reason, don't cover their tracks at all. So when they run over to the other one, they, like, leave the hangar door open on the one that they were just fucking around in, and they, like, ripped out all the fucking uh, plates and wires and shit to try and hotwire it. So it's very clear that someone had attempted to do something to this. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of dumb that they would do that, being that they, at this point, as we established last episode shouldn't be found out that they have run away yet yeah they have, they absolutely have the upper hand right now they they have yet to have been discovered so leaving messes is deeply stupid <laughs> but that's our heroes deeply stupid <laughs> uh, i think they were like a one hit wonder in the 80s right oh yeah everybody remembers deeply stupid yeah <laughs> oh and their hit song all do the thing with you (laughs) i'll do the thing with you i'll do that thing with you you remember how it went right john (laughs) you remember that one right and can sing it (laughs) immediately on Uh, command huh right how's your yes ending (laughs) uh it's really good as long as you're doing it (laughs) uh anyway (laughs) that's not gonna happen so i know (laughs) That said, I wish that song existed. <laughs> uh, so they go over to the other one, and, you know, this one actually sort of works to try and take off in. But, yeah. oh no, there's a patrol, and the mm-hmm. patrol notices the very clearly fucked with shuttle. Oh, those morons, they left behind a clearly fucked with shuttle. Yeah, so not only is there you know, 
all of the shit in there that's fucked up, but they're also trying to hotwire this one and get it going. So they have to like test out to see if the engine starts so they can leave. So honestly, mm-hmm. even if they hadn't fucked up there, they'd still be like, and test the engines. Yeah, and then they'd still get noticed, so it really doesn't matter that much because they test the engine, so it'll be like, hey, that, that shuttle is turned on. And maybe maybe they get lucky. Maybe that's one of those shuttles that do does that sometimes. Like Turns you know, on. when you have one of those has one of those fridges that just makes a weird noise in the middle of the night. Yeah, you're just sitting there and all of a sudden you just hear yeah, what I mean, the like, fuck? The fuck? I did not authorize that refrigerator. <laughs> this was not a thing I needed from you right now. <laughs> what is going on? I didn't even think you had moving parts. <laughs> that's not a noise you should make. You're a refrigerator. Make a hum and that's it. Just a hum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if your fridge is beeping, something's fucked up. <laughs> if your fridge is beeping, maybe it's a microwave. If your fridge is beeping, you might be a redneck. <laughs> Thank you. That is immediately what I was thinking, and I'm glad you did it before I did. Uh, yeah, now it's my fault. Okay, so <laughs> so so guards start shooting at them. Yes. And, you know, thankfully, it's one of those old, like, Lambda shuttles, the one that they had uh, in the Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, the one with the older code. Yeah, but it checks out. So they're in one of those, the little Mm -hmm. triangle shuttles. And thankfully, you know, like hand pistols aren't really going to do much to an actual shuttle. No, Uh, no. People are, they're just doing it out of anger. And when they run out of blaster charge, they're going to throw the guns at it. Oh, God, I love that so much. (laughs) It's one of my favorite tropes. It's right behind in Star Trek when they want to list examples. It's always two famous human people and then a made up alien. Oh, yeah. That's that's one of my all-time favorite tropes on television of any type. You like I'd They're like to like... be a famous baseball player like like uh Jackie Robinson or A-Rod or Blorchchunk of Chimplack 5. Yeah, I love that shit so much. They're like <laughs> it's my... ah, the famous scientists like Sir Isaac Newton or uh Albert Fardnock. <laughs> like ah, oh, good. Good. Two truths and a lie. Thank you Star Trek. <laughs> Well, they take off, kind of, but this ship sucks. Yeah. So, it's a shitty, crappy garbage ship, and also, for some reason, the, like, the smoke stacks here that are crapping out atmosphere have cannons on the smoke stacks? Well, of course they have them. Uh, Morith Duel is a paranoid weirdo. He's going to put cannons everywhere. Yeah, it's just weird that you would put cannons there, though. No, you're right. It is weird. Uh, so yeah, I'm they... backing off immediately. Oh, fuck that! I have no opinion in this. <laughs> you win automatically. I will go away. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, they uh they try and get away through the cloud o zone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, ozone, eh? You get it? Yeah, I get it. I get ozone. it. The, the cloud ozone. The cloud ozone. I get it. It's like where there's a zone of cloudos. I'm up to speed. Yeah, you remember the new Star Wars character, Cloud Ozone? Oh, how, we, how we doing? <laughs> oh yeah, he's the leader of uh, that that band, Deeply Stupid. <laughs> you remember? Yeah, yeah. Of course I do. They have that hit. What was it called again, John? Ah, <laughs> uh, it was uh, the. We've got Fringe. <laughs> We've got Fringe. Uh, yep, yep, that's the one. Okay, we're all up to speed again. Thank you for helping me on this journey. <sighs> We've okay. been bad at improv. Tip your waitress. Don't tip uh, us. What the hell else happens in this fucking chapter, Jesus? Okay, uh, <laughs> they get up into space. Oh, but first they, they manage to evade pursuers and the guns by flying straight into a smokestack. Yes. 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 No. Uh, and then and then they make it up into space, and they're like, yay, we made it. We're home free. We made it outside the shield before Morth Duel had a chance to turn it on, even though he warned us he would. Hmm. Yeah, Morth Duel uh, contacts them, in fact, while they are taken off. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> I mean, he's just like, hey, 
hey, you're you're dumb, and we're gonna murder you. So, uh, fuck you, buddy. Prepare to get murdered. <laughs> and turns out this shuttle has no weapons. So, I mean, yeah, it, yeah they must have removed them because Lambda shuttles do have a couple of like basic lasers out front. I know that. I mean, basically every spaceship has some lasers. A couple of lasers, you know, just like in case. Yeah, I mean, you should always have some lasers, even if you're not like, oh, this is for attacking folks. Just like, I don't know, shoot an asteroid or some shit. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want them for. Uh, or just, uh, you know, shoot them off into space and be like, fuck yeah, I did that. Yeah, well, you're flying make- around and you're just like, pew, pew. I'm making my mark lasers. on the universe. <laughs> Yeah, you have to do it in that order. Yeah, you you have to sit there behind the guns and go pew pew, and then hit the button and shoot lasers. Yeah, and when people are like, how come he didn't sync that up? You're like, I did. The lasers came from inside the ship. It took him a second to get out there. <laughs> Very slow light. Yeah, they're well, I mean, they are blasters, and blasters tend to be slower than light. That's true. Yeah. It's so, so okay. true. It's super true. It's the most true. It's because they're so loaded down with all that Tabana gas. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they eventually manage to get away from the planet, but there are lots of, of uh, shitty ships hot on pursuit to kill them. Yep, just streams of X-Wings and Y-Wings and TIE Fighters and, you know, a bunch of, like, garbage freighters with guns on them and... Mm-hmm. Just everything they have, because of course Mordethul is going to be like, yeah, launch everything we have and murder them because I hate them so much. And also because if they get away, they'll completely ruin my whole thing. My whole thing, which is mostly being the grossest asshole. Well, yeah, but also if they get away, they can get a message out to the New Republic, and then Kessel switches from a neutral party that didn't do anything, I swear, to, oh shit, they're kidnappers, we should probably just, you know send one ship over there and turn the planet into into goop. Yeah, but now they have a planetary shield. So, you know, watch out. Yeah, definitely watch out for that. Uh, Han takes a look at the hyperdrive, and it is too shitty. Oh, yeah, it is an old garbage hyperdrive, and the computer behind doing the, like, calculations for how to get places is slow as fuck, because not only is it old and shitty, but they're near the maw, so calculating a safe passage in a hyperdrive is that much more difficult. Yes, virtually impossible. Uh, so Han spends a bunch of time yelling about it and kicking it and generally being, you know, generic Han-type angry. Yeah, and uh, they have to, like, take all of the energy from everything and put it into the shields to not just die immediately they're like yeah take it all take it from the fucking life support i don't even care we've got enough air in here right now just make sure we don't explode exactly but it just doesn't seem like it's going to be done in time it's going to take like at least 15 minutes to an hour to calculate a route out of here and they'll definitely be dead by then (laughs) and that's when kip lets everyone know hey let's just go into the maw because uh I've got this thing called the power or the strength or something. (laughs) Yeah, he's got the, I don't know, what are we going to call it? The puissance. Uh, But Han's like, wait, you're a what now? You've got the force? Well, what the fuck? (laughs) How come you've ever been in a prison your whole life if you've got the fucking force? How did you get that? By the way, we definitely have time for this conversation. Yeah, now it's time for us to reminisce about... The woman who told you you had the Force, Vima Deboda. Oh, Vima Deboda. And that's someone that, if you had read all of the books previous to this, you'd probably know who that is. But I don't. It's just some lady that they're like, oh, we met her on Nal Hutta. Spoiler alert, John. No, you won't. Oh, good. She's a one-off drop. She doesn't show up anywhere else. Nice. Yeah. So, Vima Deboda is basically the Obi-Wan Kenobi of the Spice Mines. Uh, She was a weird old mystery lady who showed up out of nowhere and taught Kip to do some Jedi nonsense before she moved along or died or something. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't say she died. She said, he says that she was just gone. So, I Mm -hmm. assume she must have, I don't know, Jedi'd her way out of it. Yeah, probably. Um, So, Han's like, well, shit, if you've got the Force, then force us out of this situation, dumbass. Yeah, and he's like, well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to use my force powers to figure out a path 
through the maw. And, yeah, and uh, Han, Han's yeah. like, the Han's like, go into the maw? Kid, that's suicide. And I'm famous for doing exactly that. <laughs> oh, we shouldn't do that. I mean, we are very certainly going to be blown up if we don't, but that might kill us. <laughs> but again, I feel like this is Han's big claim to fame right here. The Kessel Run is how to get by the mall without dying. Well, yes, but he got close to it, not into it. You're right. That's true. He, did, he didn't go back. This is written in 94, back before flying into the mall is what happened in the Solo movie. Exactly. This was just... Mm-hmm. Oh, he got closer to the maw and skimmed it more than anyone else would to save time. Yeah. But he's like, kid, you're crazy, but we don't have a choice. Anyway, see you in a couple of chapters. Yeah, they plunge into the black hole and pretty much everyone else is like, yeah, no, we're good. You're probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> the Counts is dead. Yeah, and that's good enough. The end of the, <laughs> that's watching, the end of that. Watching that Lambda shuttle go into the maw is basically like watching the hero go over a cliff into a river they're dead right yeah absolutely there we didn't find no body boss <laughs> and then more tools be like you get out there and you find me a body if you think he's dead he's alive and if you think it's over he's coming for you <laughs> and if you think he's coming he's not he always fakes it <laughs> he just says a lotion bottle <laughs> Uh, okay, now we can jump to a chapter I actually took notes on. Yay! It's time for a Leia chapter. Uh, and it opens the hard way. Leia is basically giving Gantoris a little tour. Uh, she's going to go show him some stuff. But at the very beginning, she is suppressing a dignified smile. <laughs> What's? How do? You, why would you suppress a dignified smile? That's not a rude smile. Maybe it was like... Even if they, they softened it a tiny bit from, like, sarcastic or mean smile to, I don't know, wry would probably be okay. Hmm. Hmm. Or knowing would probably work pretty good. But dignified is just like, well, she's doing a dignified thing, so why wouldn't she be doing a dignified smile? What's going on, Leia? Yeah, because, I mean, Gantoris is basically gawking at everything because he comes from Podink bullshit town, and this is Coruscant. Mm-hmm. So... You know, she's smiling because she's like, oh, look at this bumpkin. But <laughs> if it's oh, just a dignified Luke. Yeah, if it's a dignified smile, then you'd just be like smiling, but it isn't glaringly obvious that you're smiling because you're like, ha, what a dummy. <laughs> this Rube ain't no what's what about the big city. <laughs> this guy doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> uh, okay, so first of all, Gantoris has a brand new outfit. Uh, basically, she took the pattern of the of the old broken-down flight suit he had been wearing and made him a new one of the same thing. Because if there's one thing people in Star Wars like, it's not changing clothes. Yeah, or anything at all. <laughs> yep. But he's happy. He's real proud about it. He's dressed in a black pirate's uniform, and walk, or pilot's uniform, <laughs> and walking around all puffed up and, and, uh, and extremely proud of himself. Yeah, now this is also the first chapter where anyone really tells us that, like, hey, Gantoris might be, there might be something off with that guy. Yeah, she doesn't have Luke's permanent optimism mode. So she, so when she sees him, she's like, this guy is creepy. <laughs> I mean, he already tried to kill my brother, and he's way too proud of himself, and he's way too sure of himself, and there's some shit wrong with him. Oh, yeah, he is just so intense. And mm-hmm. for some reason... She's like, oh, I can tell that he's got a barely contained fury in him. And I'm like, you'd think maybe Luke would detect that. I guess he's just blinded by his own optimism. But if someone's walking around like, I am the anger man, you'd think he'd go, huh, that's weird. (laughs) Probably not the best choice. (laughs) You know, this guy tried to murder me a bunch and he's super pissed off. I should give him superpowers. I mean, maybe for Leia, barely contained fury is just her like personal in-house synonym for this guy's fuckable. Ah! I mean, after all, she did marry her kidnapper. Woof. Yeah, so it it could be that she's just got a thing with messed up, violent dudes, and and she's just like, ooh, look at this guy. This guy's got problems. <laughs> look at all these beautiful red flags he has. 
I like a fixer upper in a war zone. <laughs> uh, but you know, he has the other side to him, which is just, uh, oh golly gee whiz, look at all this. I can't mm-hmm. believe all of this was in this galaxy, and I never saw it. Yeah, and she's being very much city mouse to his country mouse because, like, she takes him into a chamber and he goes and he tries to look out the windows of it, and she's like, "Oh, you country rube, those aren't windows; they're TV screens showing what windows would show." Yeah, just giant window-shaped hollow screens that show what the view would be if they were on the top floor, but they're not on the top floor. They're like at the bottom floor so that you can see what's going on at the top without the bother of going to the top. I guess it's so you can rent out every floor in this building as a penthouse if you want. I guess. Yeah, you're like, why charge? Every every apartment's a luxury apartment. Fuck you, lower class. Well, I mean, it it is fucking uh, the old emperor's house that's true yeah yeah yeah, you're right yeah so he's like every every room in my building has to have the same view as every other room or vader will get lost (laughs) i don't know where i am (laughs) actually that would make it way easier to get lost now that i think about it if every room was just the same shit it'd be like doing a a maze in an old first person super nintendo rpg Mm, mm. (laughs) Mm, there are exits to the north and east all the windows display the view from the top floor. I am <laughs> perturbed. <laughs> I have a dagger. <laughs> Look east. <laughs> uh, to the east, you see a view of what it would look like if you were on the top floor of the building looking to the east. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get ye flask. <laughs> uh, so, Leia's using these giant window hollows to show Gantoris where she is thinking of putting all of the refugees from Aelshaw. Yeah. And she doesn't just say it that way. She has to be like, oh, Gantoris, right now this room is just a room, but soon I'll show you a whole new world. I'm telling you, man, she wants this Gantoris situation. That's what's going on here. But really, Uh, she's just going to... She's just going to turn on a fucking hollow thing, and he'll be like, wow. <laughs> it's my favorite crime novel, the Gantoris situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The Robert Ludlum's The Gantoris Situation. <laughs> uh, a, a Jack Ryan mystery. And Robert Ludlum's like, I know I don't write Jack Ryan stories. You shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I can have a guy named Jack Ryan, too. It's a super common name. Uh, it's not like you copyrighted your book. Oh, wait, oh, wait, you did? Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> well, we're going to look at the planet that she's going to send Ail Shaw people to. Dantooine. Yeah, Dantooine is just sort of nice. Like, Yeah, it's just generic nice. It's kind of mild. It's got some forests and some hills and some water, and it's just sort of good. It's a good planet. Yeah, yeah, it's got big spiky trees and large grainy fields and, uh, you, you know, temperate weather and so on. Two moons. Very pretty. Nice and, planet. Good and planet. for some reason, no one is living there outside of a few nomadic tribes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, luckily for us, the only reason anyone knows what, Dant- what Dantooine is, is that it's that one time Leia was like, hey, blow up Dantooine. Don't blow up my home planet. My The rebel base is on Dantooine. And that's the only mention of it we ever got. Yeah. So I assume she was trying to think of the least populated planet. It's just weird that in a galaxy where you've got like, hey, let's go live on Tatooine. You're like, oh, did you fuck up? Did you mean Dantooine? Because you went to a shitty planet. You could have gone to a good one. Well, I think the thing is there's like four planets that end in Tooine. So there's there's a part of me that wonders if that isn't like a a, a sort of open galactic language word for planet. Hmm. So it's just, you know, like maybe the tat part of the start is like shit planet and Dantooine is like fine planet. Yeah, but still, why is no one there? (laughs) Uh, I I, I don't know. And maybe we'll find out in the bonus content. Maybe one of us chose Dantooine as their subject matter this week. Maybe one of us did. And if you go to Mm patreon.com slash system mastery and join us at the $2 level, you can find out. Yeah, otherwise no one's going to talk about it. I certainly am not, right? not right now, anyway. 
Yeah, indeed. There will be not- no further discussion of Dantooine. Absolutely. I will not share the rich uh, amount of details on Dantooine that currently are floating around in one of our heads. Let's just call him, I don't know, Jay for short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That ought to throw him off the scent. Uh, so Gantoris loves it because he's like, oh, this is a paradise. There's no earthquakes and volcanoes and, you know, you can live there. <laughs> I was really hoping he'd be like, well, this one doesn't have nearly enough earthquakes and volcanoes. Do you have a planet that's shitty but has more than 200 years left? You you got some sort of garbage lava planet you could take me to? And And they're like, like, yes. Yeah, that's the one where Vader lost his legs and arms and stuff because he didn't have the high ground. Yeah, my dad was a big dumb idiot there. Uh Uh-huh. And then while he was dying there, my mom died of sadness. Anyway, let's get you set up. Anyway, Star Wars is dumb. Let's do this. <laughs> also, they could go to Navarro. That's another planet with uh, with lava all over it. That's the one that uh, Carl Weathers lives on in The Mandalorian. Hmm. 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 <sighs> okay. Well, meanwhile, while they're looking at Dantooine and getting a feel for what the planet's going to be, who walks in but Mon Mothma? Yes, Mon Mothma here to <laughs> just sort to of... sell you discount microwaves. <laughs> Mon Mothma here. Do you need a new car? Used car? Bad credit? No credit? (laughs) Come on down and see Mon Mothma and my fish, Admiral Akbar. (laughs) Go see Mon. Go see Mon. Go see Mon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just the left of 65 at Lemon and Orange. I grew up in Los Angeles, so this is one little shared element between the two of us. <laughs> Just garbage fucking car sales things. <laughs> Team Kia. <laughs> Mon Mothma of El Cajon. Oh, that one is even... We probably have a lot of LA listeners. I think we maybe have five San Diego listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> That is definitely so. The first thing when Mon Mothma comes in, of course, because Mon Mothma is the ambassador slash diplomat that they keep telling us Leia is, and then telling and then showing us the opposite. Oh yeah. Uh, Mon- <laughs> so so Mon Mothma comes in and is like, "Oh, you must be Gantoris. It's a real pleasure to meet you. I've I've heard the story of your people, and I'm really excited about what you uh, about the opportunities that are presented to you now." And Leia's like. Look at this dumb rube talking to Mon Mothma like he's her equal or some shit. Yeah. Oh, he gave a slight bow, but he feels like he's talking to someone on the same level. It's like he thinks he's people. (laughs) Yeah. Mon Mothma showing up in this chapter, I was just like, oh, wow, this is just real bad because Mon Mothma's like, hey, I do more than you do, Leia, and I'm better at it, and I'm not bitching. Anyway, bye. (laughs) I didn't waste my life on children. Goodbye, Leia. (laughs) Well, basically what happens is, yeah, after the brief discussion with uh, Gantoris, Mon Mothma asks Leia about the Kessel situation, and Leia is still lying because she doesn't want an international incident, so she's just like, oh, well, Han has been delayed. I'll let you know when he returns. And Mon Mothma clearly, because she's a trained diplomat, senses something is wrong and just starts showering Leia with compliments so she'll feel better about herself. <laughs> she's just like, oh, well, that's good, Leia. Thank you. By the way, before I go, I want you to know that even some, though sometimes everything seems super hard, it's going to be okay. You're doing more things right than wrong. You're great. Anyway, what's up with that Caridan ambassador? Hey, what's up with all that stuff that you suck at doing? Yeah. Well, it turns out the Karita ambassador is still coming. I guess that's supposed to be a thing that we're supposed to remember from chapter to chapter. Um, and Leia's like, oh, I've decided to move the location to a botanical garden uh, because he told me he's just coming for a pilgrimage of the em- emperor's shit. And I don't want to give him the high ground. That's a thing with my family. That's our whole thing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be doing it in a nice garden instead. And Mon Mothma's like, okay, I don't care. I have real work to do. Goodbye. Well, uh, that's not interesting at all. Okay. <laughs> Gantoris, you're about as good as I am. Great. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Man, for the, and... for the amount that the book spends on fucking this ambassador, I'd be like, God, I wish that I could possibly give a shit or that they gave me a reason to give a shit. Because how come there isn't a fucking book about the Mon other Mothma? Stuff is She's like, rad as uh, hell. 
Well, just all the other stuff is fucking like new Jedi and Han escaping into a maw of black holes. And also a fat bird man is coming to look at a building. <laughs> You're like, oh, one of these right. doesn't matter. I mean, it will matter in a future book tremendously, because as we know from pop culture Star Wars osmosis, that guy's like the Karita ambassador and Karita about to get sun crushered. <laughs> so I think he might even be off planet when it happens. And he'll be the guy who's like, God damn it. You just blew up my whole star system. I'm very upset about this. And I'm a bird. <laughs> Give me your badge and your gun. You blew up my whole star system. <laughs> but we got results, Korean ambassador. <laughs> yeah, the result of blowing up a billion, billion people. God, I need an antacid. <laughs> uh, so we've seen change, but we're still with Leia. Uh, Le- Winter is trying to leave, and the two-year-olds don't want her to. Well, yeah, because they have actually grown up with Winter as their mm-hmm. primary care provider and not their mother. So mm-hmm. this is basically like... Hey, I'm going to leave you with this stranger that says she's your mom. Anyway, bye. Mm-hmm. And the kids are like, no, winter, no go. No, winter, winter, stay. Help us hunt mammoths by sunlight. <laughs> Mammoth, stay. No, <laughs> then go, run. Many moons we shall travel. Paint upon wall of cave. Why don't you guys just talk like two-year-olds? Cavemen. No. <laughs> Uh, Winter distracts them briefly and then zips into the shuttle and gets the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, Winter's a fucking professional. Yeah. Winter is, again, another character in this book I'd prefer it was about. Yeah. God, every time they put anyone next to Leia, they're like, hi, I'm a professional and I know what I'm doing. Goodbye. And Leia's like, (laughs) my husband's a shit. (laughs) I'm bad at job and it hard. Why I marry my kidnapper. It bad idea. You ever accidentally a whole kidnapper? <laughs> it's that bad. Uh, so after this brief transition of the children into the full-time hands of Leia, uh, Leia promises the kids that they're going to see their father soon when he gets home. And then she's like, now, come on. We've got a lot of catching up to do. And scene change. She drags them to the most dangerous possible place. Hey, you two. I know I haven't been there for you for the past two years, but it's time we really get to know each other. I'm going to take you to the top of a skyscraper to meet a crazy homeless guy. (laughs) An abandoned skyscraper in the dead part of Coruscant. Let's go, kids! (laughs) We're going to go right to the railless roof and talk to a crazy old man we don't know anything about. Yay! He might have superpowers. He definitely told us not to come talk to him, though. That's for sure. That's one thing we do know. Uh, because because Streen, still very afraid of being caught up on a world where there's a million people thinking all the time, has been left behind on, on fucking Coruscant, of all places. Yeah. Like, God damn it, Luke. You'd think maybe you'd be able to do something else. Or at least just be give like, him a shuttle. Yeah, I was like, or just tell them... Hey, uh, Leia, can you have someone shuttle Streen to anywhere else? Or just put him on a shuttle that's fucking circling the planet or something? Exactly. Just put him on the, put him on a fucking shuttle and let him sit out there in peace and quiet like he fucking wants. But instead, they did the, the dumbest, most arcane solution possible to this conundrum, which was, oh, you know that one part of Coruscant where a giant robot is mulching the skyscrapers and making them into other skyscrapers? Let's put him on one of those skyscrapers and just alone by himself on a giant fucking mile square piece of resources by himself. Yeah. We'll put him as far away from people as we can get him, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's Coruscant, so that's still not very far away. Mm-hmm. And then, why don't we take some two-year-olds to meet him? Yeah, he's up on top of that entirely flat, no-rails ceiling of the roof of the... He's on the ceiling. God, that would be great. Uh... <laughs> Streen on the ceiling. Yeah, but he's up on the roof of a skyscraper, and then Leia shows up with a couple of two-year-olds who immediately run to the edge of the skyscraper and are like, wow, it long way to fall. (laughs) Too far fall. I know fall. (laughs) I fly like bird. Yeah. 
And Streen's like, well, okay, fine. As long as it's just the three of you, I guess. Two-year-olds don't think enough for it to be a problem, and you seem to have some kind of force training. You, you're force trained, and so it doesn't seem like there's a lot of thoughts coming out of you. And she was just like, "Huh, what?" <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just once again blaming my husband for getting kidnapped. <laughs> uh. uh Anytime he doesn't show up on time, I assume he kidnapped himself and ran off to that planet with all the Jedi witches. <laughs> but yeah, Strain is at least probably just sort of a nice old man because he's like sitting on the edge. He's grown, you know, old in Bespin on a abandoned city there. So he's mm-hmm. not like, oh, I'm afraid to get near the edge of this. He's just dangling his feet off the edge of a skyscraper. He's like, whatever. I lived on a weird cloud city that was going to fall into the planet at some point. Yeah, as soon as it's 36,000 uh, repulsor lifts failed. Yeah. Uh, crazy, right? Anyway, it's nice to see you all. I sure hope Luke comes back soon. He promised to teach me not to be able to hear everybody being annoying. Even though I can still very much hear them, even up here. This is garbage. And Leia's like, huh, yeah, that I'm sure it is. Anyway, nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, and then scene change again. <laughs> God damn it, Leia. You have resources. <laughs> Use them. Yeah, you'd think she'd just be like, okay, well, let's just put you on a shuttle and get you up off the planet. Instead, she's like, oh, but my life is so hard. I'm going to go do that stuff. Because oh. we've seen changed. Now, instead... Uh, it's bath time. We, we, yeah, she's fighting with her kids over bath time. Yeah, she's like, all right, I'm going to run you a bath. Hey, you should put the bubbles in first. No, I'll put them in later. But Winter puts the bubbles in first. Yeah, well, fuck you, kid. I'm not fucking winter, am I? Oh, wait, hold on. I forgot. Okay, hang on. All oh, right, wait, hold blame. on. It took me one sentence to get pissed off. Yeah, I shouldn't treat you like I treat my husband. Hang mm-hmm. on. Okay, well, if you get in, you can put in the bubbles. Meanwhile, 3PO is just standing behind her with his undermine authority mode turned on. Yeah, he's like, oh, probably we should put the bubbles in now. And she's like, no, 3PO, I'm going to do things my way. I'm their mom. Both of us want to put bubbles in. Perhaps both of them should put bubbles in. Huh? Why are you just... What are you, translating, 3PO? Fuck you. Go away. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, give these children anything they ask for. Mm, that's what I'm going to do. It makes your life so much easier. <laughs> I'm like that shitty uncle that's just like, Oh, did you want something? Here you go. Bye, kids. <laughs> Here's a toy that makes lots and lots of noise. Good day. I don't live with you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, children, would you both like stereos with nothing but One Direction songs on them? Here you are. As a droid, I can turn my ears off. (laughs) (laughs) And Leia, wrestling with the children to try and get them to take a bath, is heart-wrenchingly feeling to herself, how come my diplomacy skills are failing in this situation? (laughs) My famous, amazing diplomacy skills. And, you know, I feel sorry for her a little bit, but... You know, diplomacy skills don't work on two-year-olds. Yeah, and also, like, they start going like, oh, I want to go home. And you're like, no, you live here now. This is your home. No, I want home. I want home. I want winter. And she's like, uh, the, maybe having no maternity leave and instead sending you to live with my weirdly similar white-haired duplicate on another planet was potentially a bad idea. Maybe. And I just love that it's like, oh, Suddenly, for no apparent reason, they both began to cry. Oh, there's a pretty apparent reason. You just took them away from the one person they know as a mother and was like, you'll never go home again. I don't understand what's wrong. My twin brother and I were stripped from my parents at birth and we turned out fine. Oh, oh, shit. (laughs) Anyway, that's pretty much where it's over. Yeah. Now we go to chapter 17. Yeah, it's maw time. Woohoo, we're getting into that maw. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw that Lambda shuttle down the hallway of black holes. And, uh... Like some kind of space hot dog. <laughs> there's all this hot gas coming out of it. <laughs> you think it's a space hot dog or a hot space dog? I think it is a space hot dog, because a hot space dog would just be a, a dog I... that is warm and from space. I think that's just Sprax when he's all spruced up and looking good. (laughs) 
Oh, that space dog's hot. Yeah, look at that hot space dog. Oh, yeah. I hope he's not the Vigo that betrayed Shizor. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I hope it was Green the Human. That guy sucks. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I know, right? All right, well, so I've got a lot of questions about the Maw. How is it so close enough to Kessel that you can get there with sublight drives, but not close enough to Kessel to just tear it in part? Yeah, I mean, they mentioned, like, oh, one of these days it's going to get Kessel. Like, at some point it'll just drag it on into there. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but probably way sooner than you would think. Because, like, if you can just fart your way over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just puttered over in a mostly broken shuttle. So it can't be that far away from Kessel. I, I, I'd be surprised if Kessel's even outside the event horizon. Uh, and yet. I guess if we just we, we don't care how big event horizons are in Star Wars. That's, no. that's what it is. And also, I assume they're just like, oh, and our sublight speeds are also very, very fast. <laughs> yeah, that that must be it. So as we head in, Han is thinking to himself, ah, the Maw. Allow me to reminisce on what it is. A cluster of black holes. Many scientists say that's impossible. So there are those who argue that it is held together by magic or ancient technology. Or ancient magical technology. They say some people might have even built the Maw for mysterious purposes that are as yet unknown, because it's impossible for there to be a black hole cluster. Indeed. That's not possible. Uh, there's one of those in the Andromeda galaxy. That's but, you know, not whatever. possible. <laughs> That's what the center of Andromeda is, a black hole cluster. But, you know, it's completely impossible, so don't worry about it. <laughs> uh... So... Kip is flying them around in there by the seat of his force uh, using, he has his eyes closed and he's just mem- like learning as he flies the very safe paths of stability through the counter wash of multiple black holes. Yeah. So he's, you know, doing the whole like, oh, don't trust your eyes. Reach out with the force, Luke. And so Kip's just sort of eyes closed flying around and Han is kind of freaking out, but that. That seems normal. Yeah, Han's just pacing and doing three P- three, C-3PO's job right now, while Chewie is maintaining the ship's shields, because if they break anywhere at any point, they're instantly fuckoed. Oh, yeah. There is so much radiation and horrible nonsense coming off of all of these black holes that they're like, yeah, no, if, if shields go down anywhere for any amount of time, we are all roasted. Yeah. So Chewie is at least doing something useful while Han's wandering around being like, how are you doing this, kid? I'm trying to distract you. Oh, I'm so mad I might kick a bulkhead. (laughs) And they fly around through it for a while. Uh, Basically, everyone is scared and no one knows if they're going to be fine. And then eventually they break into the eye of the storm, a big no black hole space right in the middle of the maw. Yeah. He's like, oh, thank God. We're about to. About to get out of here into an area without a bunch of black holes. We can just hang out and rest and like try to repair the ship as best we can and recharge. Everything's great. Oh, oops. Oh, shit. It's full of Imperials. There's at least four Star Destroyers in here. Oh, good. Great. There's a big rocky island and Star Destroyers around it. Nice. I gotta be honest. I'm very confused how Star Destroyers got in here. If a Lambda shuttle was flying the whole time on a knife edge, how did a big fucking mile-long Star Destroyer get in here? Uh, well, maybe. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Maybe there's a button you can press. Oh, that's it. It, There's a button. Yeah, and and then the maw opens. It's the button you can press to not worry about it. Yeah, it's it's the, eh, whatever button. It's the button (laughs) you normally use for time travel, which Uh is, don't worry about it. Yeah, there's a special button you can press, and it immediately dispenses two fingers of whiskey, and then you don't worry about it. <laughs> uh. Uh, well, there's a bunch of Star Destroyers in here. Well, there's a brief moment where they're at least a little bit lucky, because, hey, good news, they're flying an old Lambda shuttle. Oh, yeah. Like, a crap load of TIE fighters fly out, and they're like, oh, fuck, we're screwed. But then, you know, it comes over, and they're like, hey, uh, hey, shuttle, what's, uh going on 
Hey, uh, is that an Imperial shuttle? Hello, Imperial. Please report your Imperial shuttle code, you Imperials, you. And Han's like, oh, shit. Could this potentially be an uncontacted remnant of the of the Empire? Maybe they don't know. Well, anyway, let's test it. Uh, yeah, hi. This is the shuttle Endor. Boy, I sure hope you guys don't know what happened, because you'd find it real weird if we named a shuttle after the place where our leaders all died. Huh? <laughs> uh... Yeah, we named this shuttle after the site of our greatest failure. Um, we're real proud of it. Super proud. Well, we named it before that happened. We thought it was going to be the site of our greatest triumph. <laughs> That's right. It was a preemptively named shuttle. And then they just kept the name. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, I mean, if we got rid of the name, that would be erasing history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a shuttle for legacy. <laughs> uh. This shuttle is about space rights. <laughs> So, you know, Han's trying to be like, oh, we've got uh, a failure, sh shuttle failures, need assistance, require aid. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. Just give us the code. Come on, dude. Give me your access code. An I thought for sure, code. because they mm -hmm. were in an old Lambda shuttle and someone was asking for an access code, they were going to use the one that they had, like, from Endor. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, honestly, Han seems to have thought so, too, because he's like, I'm sorry, our uh, our computers are, are broken, so we can't transmit a code. And they're like, the code is verbal. It's weird that you don't know that. Oh, uh, uh, the code is RJ2 stroke ZZ stroke 8000. Stroke, and they're like, and they're like, why do you keep saying stroke? It none, none of it is going to be stroke. The code is ligma. And and do you know the response to the code that is Ligma? Uh, no. Uh, who's Steve Jobs? <laughs> uh, Ligma balls and capture them. <laughs> both. Do both of those things. Well, it definitely turns out they're an uncontacted tri uh, a group of the Empire. Because uh, after Han delivers his stroke-filled code, they're like, Ah, that's not the code that Grand Moff Tarkin gave anybody. Yeah, and they're like, wow, so you've been here since before Tarkin died. Okay. Yeah, these guys are pre-New Hope. Yeah. They've they've been here for at least, I think, I want to say about 13, 14 years. Yeah, at this point, they have just been hanging out here with nothing. Hanging and banging. You'd think at some point you'd be like, let's just send a shuttle. Something. Mm -hmm. Let's try well, and find something the out. Unfortunately, John, I, I don't know if you knew this, but I looked it up on Wikipedia. It turns out that Don't Worry About It button is outside the Maw. Oh, no. Yeah, so they're stuck in here. <laughs> Unless someone comes to outside the Maw and presses the Don't Worry About It button, then they cannot worry about it. Oh, uh, that's a real goddamn shame. I know. It's it's like being stuck in a garage door or garage and the door opener's on the outside. <laughs> it's like being stuck in a garage door. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's like the way that one person died in... I don't know, Scream or Scary Movie or whatever that was. It was Scream. Yay! Got it in one and then kept going. Yeah, I think... Was that Rose McGowan who died from the... Nah, whatever. I think it, I think, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. She get, She just gets stuck in, like, a dog door. And then the, and then the, <laughs> the garage door goes up somewhat. And she's like, ah, I die. Ah, this has killed me. <laughs> and we never get a full explanation as to why she die. Well, you know... Because it, it destroyed her. I think it might, maybe it was on her neck when it went up, so it kind of, like, hung her a little bit. Uh, I don't know, but man. You, but you think, like, she could just use her hands to gr also grab the garage door and reduce the impact on her neck. But no, you know, it's it's uh, Rose McGowan. She's She committed to the role. Yeah. She's like, hey, if I have to die in a dumb way in a garage door, I'm going to do it. I'm going to die in the dumbest way possible. I want to die before we find out Skeet Ulrich did everything, because that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I die in protest. <laughs> well, they get tractored into a Star Destroyer, and yep. wouldn't you know it, Han's got some kind of feeling about this. Oh, I wonder what kind of feeling you could have about this. Specifically, it's Chewbacca that has some manner of feeling about this, but Han translates for him. He's like, you're right, Chewie. I also have the consistent feeling about this. <laughs> the only feeling anyone has about anything. 
I feel the same way as Magic Jordan, Magic Johnson, and Blarthnack, the, the impeccable, <laughs> about this. Uh. Well, they get on board the ship, and everyone's got old Empire uniforms. They're, they're clean and, and well taken care of, but this is all like 20-year-old Empire uniforms. They're way out of date. Oh, yeah. These are so but, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah. And, uh... But and everyone's very serious. the The regimental discipline on this star destroyer is intense. Yeah, and then we see why that would be because coming down to f- greet them as they are taken prisoner is a striking, sexy woman with full hair and b- brown eyes, and she's. Or green eyes. She's green eyes. She's got she's got bright red hair and green eyes. She's, it's she's time for Mara Jade, but not. <laughs> yeah, she's bad Mara Jade, and Mara Jade was already bad Mara Jade. So, what are we doing here, Natasi Dela? <laughs> this isn't a four color comic strip. Not every woman needs to have flaming red hair. Uh, but yeah, Han's like, oh my, a lady as an admiral. <laughs> That's unheard I, I of. I always thought old Palpatine had a problem with women, just like you did with aliens. Yeah, I sure did. Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free, am I right? <laughs> yeah, that's why I sent this one out into the middle of the maw. I stuck her way out here. Hey, if uh, if you can read the back of my shirt, it's because the Tossie Dalo was consigned to the maw. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's more likely that Natasi Dela never met the Emperor. I mean, uh, because, it's entirely yeah. possible. Given given the early Tarkin mention, I think that's what's happening here. This is a Tarkin project. Yes. Well, if you would join us at patreon.com slash system mastery at the $2 level, you'll know that there was a bonus content where I had talked about Admiral Dala. <laughs> Old nasty Dala. Oh. And uh, a, fan, a fascinating character, basically Thrawn 2.0. Uh, and here we get to meet her for just a split second, and that's the end of that. Oh, yeah, it's just like, oh, you three are in a lot of trouble, which is the kind of thing you would say to some prisoner after you haven't seen anyone in 20 years. Mm Mm-hmm, exactly, as opposed to, what the fuck is going on outside? (laughs) Yeah, you, (laughs) just the, I'm wagging my finger at you are in a lot of trouble. You shouldn't have broke old Mr. Wilson's window. (laughs) Instead of immediately being like, why is no one come for us? <laughs> Just being like, take them to the interrogation chambers. Yeah, exactly. And that's pretty much the end of the chapters. Now, John, meanwhile, in chapter 18. Nope. <laughs> shoot, but I have all these notes. Yeah, well, shove them up your ass. I'm just going to set them aside. That's right. Next. Shove them up your ass. <laughs> that's the hit single from the song from the band Deeply Stupid. <laughs> I'm Big Bill Hell for Big Bill Hell's Auto Cars. <laughs> oh, what in God's name is happening? I think we better be done, John. No, probably, yeah. <laughs> you, want to talk, you want to do the official mention of the Patreon one last time, and then we'll get the fuck out of here? Yeah, sure. Did you know that Patreon.com slash System Mastery not only has the bonus content where we go to Wikipedia and find dumb garbage and tell each other about it, and you, but it also has all of our other bonus content. We make characters and RPGs that we review. We go do a monthly show where we answer your questions and just bring topics of interest. We've got TV mastery. We right now are reviewing the first season of Smallville, and then we're going to move on to some other hot garbage. It's loaded with content. It is possible to get nine bonus shows a month out of our Patreon. That's a fucking good deal right there. If it's like five bucks uh, uh, an episode of System Master, usually about ten bucks a month to get nine bonus episodes of show. Hell yeah! And just you a get little bit more access than a dollar to, each. You get access to the secret Discord stuff. You sure do. You get all kinds of crazy good secrets and rad shit and pictures of John's nipples. Decoder uh, rings so you can decode la- my nipples? Yeah, those last two are still pending. <laughs> my nipples are pending <laughs> they're coming in the mail <laughs> john's nipples patent pending <laughs> uh, i did send my nipples to myself in a registered envelope <laughs> i have tattooed tm next to my nipples so <laughs> well my nipples were already naturally in the shape of c's so i just put a circle around them so now they're copyrighted <laughs> uh... all right 
That's the fucking Patreon. Patreon.com slash system mastery. God damn it. (laughs) John's John's nipples. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We'll see you over on the Patreon with Wikipedia content, which is coming real soon. Until then, or otherwise, we'll see you next week with yet more exciting expounded universe stories from Jedi Search. But until then, I've been Elan Sleaze Bagiano. And I love John's nipples. Patent pending. <laughs> <laughs>